welcome to Becoming Intuitive, the podcast that helps you tap into your intuitive nature. I'm your host, Gabrielle, a spirit channel, energetic healer, and intuitive coach. And this is where we demystify what it means to be intuitive. We discuss topics from light beings to psychic mediums and anywhere in between. So what are you waiting for? Let's get intuitive. tribe and welcome to this week's episode. I am so excited to introduce to you Joanna from Rose Gold Tarot. She is an all-around entrepreneur and intuitive. Hey Joanna and welcome to the podcast. I am absolutely so grateful to have you here. How are you and thank you so much for being here. I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. So Joanna is from Rose Gold Tarot. So if you're not already following her on Insta, you need to like stop everything right now. Pull over like it's that important on the road (laughs) and just like quickly add her and then go about your business. Because as I've talked about before, if we don't do it in the first three seconds, we forget. So can you, let's jump right right in. Can you tell me what intuitive means for you before the tribe gets to know you? Yeah, so intuitive to me uh, means trusting your, your inner voice, trusting that, that first feeling um, and just going with it. And really, it's, it's a smooth feeling. It's not something that you think too much about. When you start thinking too much, then it's, it's your brain. It's not intuition anymore. But intuitive to me is just being able to trust that inner knowing and those things that come in when they come Um, it feels right it feels clear and yeah it's just it's just that smooth inner voice awesome as my regular podcast listeners know the reason we always ask this question at first is so they can tap into their intuition see if they love your guidance to see if they go with the rest of the episode so it's okay. kind of like little teaser trailer that we've like put in in the first oh. 30 seconds so well, i hope i'm enticing everybody so hopefully <laughs> i bet you so. are so do you want to tell the tribe your story how you evolved and absolutely everything, how you found Rose Gold Tarot. Sure. Um, so I am, I guess by day, a graphic designer. I've been a designer and a creative my entire life. Um, ever since I was young, you know, 12, 13 years old, creating, designing. And um, like I said, have been doing it my entire life. So being a creative and a, a designer, there's there's an intuition with your work um, when you create. So it was something that was inside of me all along. And I, I, not until I was about 25 years old that I started getting more into spirituality and things like that. Um, So the more that I started diving into that, I just became interested in in different things, you know, crystals and then um, herbs and tarot and kind of just evolved from there. I, I didn't always want to read tarot necessarily. I, I never looked at myself as somebody who was going to do that. I, I was interested in it. I would often get readings from people 
and but I, I never really thought about doing it myself um, until I got more into spirituality. And a couple of readers that I've, I've gone to specifically helped me at certain points in my life that I needed the guidance. I needed um, whatever it is that they provided for me helped me immensely. Not that they did anything for me. It's more of like what they put inside of me to empower myself to get out there and do what I need to do and heal and um, just really find myself. And when I started learning tarot, I, I would always think back to these these couple of women specifically uh, that who helped me. And I, I wanted to provide the same thing to other people. Like the way they helped me empower myself, I felt like I was called to do the same thing to, to others. And I've also been to readers who, taken straight advantage of me and my situation. They used their intuitive gifts to know that I was uh, in need and know that I was vulnerable and to try to get money out of me. And so I've just had, you know, from one extreme to the other, I saw what was out there in the spiritual community. And I, I didn't like the, the type of people that, that take advantage uh, and use their intuitive gifts to, to do things like that. So when I did come across these readers that really helped me, it inspired me so much. And I started reading tarot just really for myself and then realizing like, Hey, I, I could, I can help people. I have something to provide and to offer the world. So why not? And, you know, I was a little self-conscious at first, like, you know, what do I know? How am I going to help people? You know, but the more I trusted myself and just didn't focus so much on that, the easier it became. So, you know, I'm still, I'm still growing. I feel like there's so much I don't know about all this spiritual stuff that, you know, I, I'm learning little by little, but I love it. And I just feel like it, it is my calling and it's, it's just amazing. <laughs> so when you started just pulling tarot for yourself, just like a random side note question, was it because you'd been to other readers or was it because you felt like you knew you had that within you? Like you'd been empowered enough to step forward? It was a little bit of both. It was a little bit of both. Like, you know, I, I thought there was something inside of me that said, hey, you could do this yourself. Hey, you could learn this. So I was inspired to, to learn. So also being a, a graphic designer and a creative, the artwork on cards really was something that that stood out to me. So quickly I became a deck collector like 50 plus decks like I'm not even exaggerating like so many decks because I I appreciate each person's interpretation of every card so yeah so it was just a multitude of things that that got me going have you ever thought about creating your own deck of course I have <laughs> is it course. gonna happen it might it might you know, I just wish there were more hours in the day, more days in the week to do things. Um, as I said, I am a creative, so I, I run a creative marketing company and I also run Rose Gold Tarot. So my hands are full. Um, I, I don't have children right now, so it's not like I'm a mom or have that kind of duty. But with my two businesses, my I, I just wish I had more time. And I do have ideas and I do have things that I want to create. A friend of mine and I are actually talking about possibly doing an Oracle deck together. So it, it's an idea. It's something that's there. It's a seed that's planted, but you know, if when the time is right, the universe is going to show me the way if that's what's meant for me. So we'll see. 
I love it so much. And I love how you talked about how your creativity has interlinked into your ability to read your own intuition. And I think myself coming from a very similar background, it's super, I'm super with you. Like I've never even thought about it that way that we spent our lives learning about symbolism and what it's meant through the cultural ages and how it's appropriated for each and every culture. And now you're using that wisdom in which you've had and bought and learnt through to read for other people. And it makes, and it would make you that much of a better reader to have that real understanding of what each and every symbolism means that someone's created in the deck. So instead of thinking about it as a deck, are you kind of thinking about like who created it and how they may have viewed it? Yeah, exactly. And like even colors is as simple as it sounds, you know, the way they, their use of color, like I'm big on color. And so just the, the type of emotion that colors evoke um, can tell its own story. So you know, without even needing to know meanings of the cards, you can look at a spread and you can look at the cards in front of you. What vibe does the colors in the card give you? And so it's, yeah, this, it definitely works hand in hand for sure. I love that so much. So if if you were just like starting out right now with all of your wisdom, what advice would you give back to yourself when you were just starting to pull your own tarot? Practice. Don't let yourself get overwhelmed by, you know, all the opinions that are out there of what you need to do and the rules and you have to, somebody has to gift you a deck and, you know, all these things that people think they have to do, you know, just throw all that out the window, just go by what you feel and just dive right in and continue to practice. And, you know, your intuition is a muscle, just like everything else in your body. So you keep working that muscle you get stronger and you get better. So, you know, throw the rules out the window, just follow your own, your own path on it. Don't feel um, overwhelmed by everything that's out there. And just, like I said, practice. And I think that's, that's really what helped me the most, just continuing to do it and not getting frustrated and, and feeling like I don't know enough and oh, so many cards, so many meanings. And now there's reversals and now there's more and now there's, so, you know, don't get so overwhelmed, just a little bit at a time, you know, and just do with what you're comfortable with. And eventually, if you're called to do it, if it's something that's meant for you, you're going to pick it up. You're going to get it. Just don't be so hard on yourself. Just go with the flow and you'll get it. I love that. I love how you said let go of the rules. So spirituality has seemed to have created these set of rules um, and being as busy as you are being that beautiful entrepreneur what do you think about the rules in which we're meant to have morning practices and abide by our self-care which may not be self-care like yeah I mean for some people some people like rules some people like discipline and being told what to do but it's interesting you brought up being an entrepreneur. I don't like being told what to do. That's why I don't work for somebody. (laughs) I just like doing what I feel like doing when I feel like doing it. Um, Yes, I do feel like there should be some type of routine in a way. You know, I do feel like I routinely have to cleanse my energy, um, you know, do different things that happen on the regular. But as far as a strict guideline of things you have to do 
nah, I'm not into it. <laughs> not into it at all. But I don't really have routines. I just have little things that I that I do and that I like. You know, I like my little crystals throughout the house. Um, I actually have tons of rose quartz everywhere around my house, specifically in my bedroom, a huge rose quartz next to my bed. And also on the windowsill in my shower. And that's my little routine that's every day. And it's something that I don't have to think about or go do. These, these crystals are just sitting there and they're providing me with, with their healing energy. So it's like I'm showering and I get to look at this beautiful pink stone every single day when I'm showering and I'm cleansing myself. It's like that energy is get coming into me. So that's only the daily thing that, that I really do, but I don't do anything at all. <laughs> it, it provides this energy to me. So, you know, just doing what you feel called to do and what feels right to you and feels good is the only rule that you need to, to live by your own rules. I love that. So many people when they're starting out on the journey or even like wherever they are, they're like, how do I, how do I fix the crystals? How do I like cleanse them and everything like that? And I love how you're like, that's not the important part because that's like everyone's first question. Like I bought this crystal. Now, what, what do I do with it? Cause it's not helping me because it's an inanimate object. And it's like, when we're first starting out on this spiritual journey, everyone's like, this beautiful crystal is absolutely not going to do anything for me. I'm going to do something for it. And I think how you've just put that is so beautiful. And I've just picked up a rose quartz crystal that I didn't even know. Yes. It was yes. sitting next to me actually. Um, so I love that. So do you cleanse crystals or anything or you're just like, they take care of themselves? Yeah, well, definitely I do cleanse crystals. I mean, that type of knowledge and knowing that type of stuff is important. It's important to some degree. You know, crystals are like batteries. They they absorb energy. And so you've you got to recharge them. So as far as that's concerned, yes, those are kind of like the basics that I think you do need to know. But as far as like, oh, what crystal do I get? What do I need for this? And what do I need for that? Really, just go to whatever you're called to. So yeah, other than the, the cleansing and all that, you know, that is a thing. I do believe that that's a, that's a thing. But other than that, you just rock with whatever, whatever you feel. I love that. Rock with whatever you feel, guys. Do it. <laughs> um, so when you started Rose Gold Tarot. I know you had no idea it was going to become what it was going to become, but what kind of vision did you see coming out of it? Was it always something for fun or was it something that you wanted to evolve? I know you're so busy and you've already got another business. So I'm just like super curious about the evolution, like the story behind it. I know you said it only started last November, but can you kind of run us through its journey? Yeah. So it's, it's crazy because again, I didn't look at myself as, Oh, I'm going to be a tower reader and I'm gonna do this. I really didn't. Um, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine and I, we started a spiritual business and I did it for fun. You know, we hosted circles and, you know, we sold crystals and things like that. And it was fun for me. And she told me, she said, she does hair. She's also a creative, but she does hair. And she said, you know what? I don't want to do hair forever. It's exhausting. I see this for me. This is what I want to do full time. And I, and I looked at her and I said, I don't feel that way. I love, I love being a creative as far as design work. I don't see it for myself. 
And little did I know, fast forward a year, and that completely changed for me. I, I it started with yes, it's it's for fun, but I felt like I had a service to provide. I felt like I was able to help people, so why not just give it a shot? So it just started with doing some readings here and there. I was inspired to create different little content, um, digital oracles, I call them. So they're just rotating messages that you screenshot and it's kind of like pulling a card, but it's on your phone. So you just get a little message. It's like a little fortune cookie or something. So I started doing those things and I'm seeing the response from people and that's kind of helping me. That's like egging me on a little bit. That's my Leo moon coming out there. Like the, the attention in the spotlight was like, Ooh, I, I like, I like it. I like the response I'm getting from people. So that inspired me to create even more and just keep going and keep going and keep going. And so I did. Um, I would curate a lot of content from other artists and post things that I felt inspired me. And then there was like, I don't know if it was my guides or my own intuition or higher stuff. I don't know. Just tapping me on my shoulder, like stop posting other people's stuff, create your own. You're a graphic designer. What are you doing? So I was like, okay, I, I slowly but surely started creating my own content and my own things. And not to put down anybody else's stuff, but it's, I, I love sharing their work because it inspired me. I wanted to, you know, sh spread the love, but I, I create myself. So why am I not doing it? This is what I do for a living. Why am I not creating more? So I started creating more, started making more digital oracles, uh, little quotes here and there, little inspirational things. And so I'm just really loving it. I just, I, I love being able to help people uh, my son's sign is a cancer. So there's, there's always that, there's that nurturing energy about me regardless. So I, I just want to help people. I just want people to uh, not just help people, but if I can help somebody, then they can help somebody else. And this, it's just like a, a chain reaction of just beautiful healing that I could spread and, and, and love being spread around. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that so, so much. So can we dive into tarot for all of my listeners? I know I've got so many listeners who are like super deep into tarot and it's not something that I know that much about. Okay. So if someone was starting out, like what would be the absolute best advice you could give them other than just like, don't worry about like the spreads, the ups and downs, like what would be like the easiest spread for them to go to like things like that? Do you have like a favorite? Well, when I started out, I definitely did the past, present, future spread. That's the easiest thing because when you're just starting out, it's all the information is so overwhelming. Sticking to something simple like that is good. But as far as a basic spread that really resonates with me, um, it's just a two-card spread and it's something to focus on and to keep doing. And then another card to remove focus from or stop doing. And it's, and it really takes advantage of the present moment where you can say, okay, where's my energy best served right now? It's best served focusing on this or not focusing on that. So it just gives you a starting point of what to do and what advice to take in that, in that moment. Wow. I love that so much. I've never even thought like, that's so simple. There are so many things that seem so overcomplicated with tarot. Yes. And then you're bringing it like way back to basics for us. So it's giving us like a tangible thing. Um, 
what kind of decks would you recommend for people starting out? Like I know you're super intuitive and you've got all the design background, so you're probably a great person to ask. Well, you know, this is probably a, a real obvious answer, but the, the rider weight is definitely the best place to start only because so many decks are based off of it. And once you have an understanding of that deck, going off to another deck is, is more of a smooth process. And I mean, that's how I started out. And that's what really intrigued me about other decks when I was able to see somebody else's interpretation of a particular card or a meaning that I already knew and was familiar with. And then seeing how another artist put their spin onto it was really cool, you know? So definitely the Rider weight is, is a, a great place to start because like I said, it's just the, the basic and, and really where all these decks are, are really coming from. Definitely. So I know you're so busy. So how do you keep yourself centered and balanced and in that space in order to create and love and share and be? Well, I never really thought about it like as a designer and from a creative perspective, I never thought about really recharging myself. And I just did what I did every day. I, you know, hop on my computer, I create, I design. It's like, it's almost like it's, it's second nature to me that I didn't think too much about it. However, when I started getting into spiritual work and reading, I started getting Reiki sessions. Well, I was getting Reiki sessions before I started reading for others. But once I got a Reiki session after I was a tarot reader, my Reiki practitioner said, wow, you are carrying so much energy. You, you need to cleanse it. You need to cleanse yourself after readings. You need to see me often. And it, didn't really hit me again because designing and creating was so second age. I just thought, Oh, I could just, you know, pump out these graphics and pump out these websites and all these things that I do and not think about it, but getting Reiki now that I'm practicing spiritual work, it just makes so much sense. So getting Reiki sessions. Now I notice after a session, my creative work is better. My flow is better. Um, my communication with spirit providing my readings is better. So I'm seeing it firsthand, like right in front of me, the benefits of, of what that does. So definitely centering myself, grounding myself and getting those Reiki sessions. Cause I've tried, you know, I'll, I'll smudge myself and burn the incense and do all the things, but there's nothing like getting a Reiki session for me because she's able to help me really clear out that energy and, and clear things that I don't even know is there. So that's really helped me. I love that so much. I'm such on the same wavelength with you with that. It's so important to have those people in our like tribe who are helping us lift up the others that we're lifting up. Like sometimes we need to be lifted up. We have to go seek out our own people because so many, um, there's like this misconception that like when you start helping others, you've completely helped yourself and you don't go seek or learn or do things anymore. I find it so weird. I have this conversation with people all the time and they're like, yes. how are you healing yourself? And I'm like, I'm going to a healer. So I love that you're just breaking <laughs> this stereotype with me. Yeah, um, totally. I mean, I still get readings. You know, I still, like I said, I get Reiki sessions. It's just, you know, I'm just a regular person too. You know, I just, I need that. I, I need that encouragement. I need that healing. I need that, that, that energy too. There's nothing like going to go see another intuitive for a reading is there. 
Yes. Like well, what was I have it? to stop myself from putting my own input in? Like, I'm not the reader. Like, it's not my reading. Let me stop <laughs> chiming in about the cards. Like, shut up. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> I went and had an Akashic record reading the other week and this girl was like, I hope this all resonates with you. And I was just like fully talking to the Palladians in the background. They're like, I could have like picked up this message by myself, guys, but clearly you weren't telling me or like, was I not listening? And then like, you just like start like rolling down that lane. Like, why wasn't I listening? Right, right. But it's important. It's great to get somebody else's input and somebody else's insight because you know, they have their own team of guides and people that, you know, their, their spiritual team that helps them. And it's like, when people come together, it's like when spirit guides come together, then there's magic up there too. Like, it's just so much magic that just needs to be shared. So why not? A hundred percent. And I think it's really interesting. Like we always say, we can only give you our insight and intuition based off our own input. Like we can only use the words in which we already know. So that's definitely for the channeling perspective but when you go see someone else they have a whole different dictionary they have a whole different language they have a whole different way of viewing so intuition is different from one person to the other absolutely that's what I love about connecting and that's why I talk to so many intuitives on the podcast because I just love learning what they have to say and how they share it um when you're doing a reading for someone, what what are the most common question people ask? Like, is it just? For me, I, it can vary with different readers. Um, for me, I seem to attract a lot of love questions. I don't know if it's because, well, really, I I really cater to women. So I I don't know if if women are more likely to ask about love, but I just find that a really popular thing to ask about. And the questions can vary, but it's usually about love. It's usually about somebody that they're seeing, somebody they're interested in, somebody they're, you know, wanting to hear back from or wondering if they're going to reconnect with. So I, I seem to get a lot of that. And I mean, I love it. I'm open to it because when I was getting readings from people, that's all I asked about. <laughs> so maybe that's why I'm getting it back, but I love it. I love doing love readings and I'm a hopeless romantic. Like I said, I'm a cancer. I'm just, I'm super lovey-dovey and I'm all about the fairy tale. So <laughs> I love, I, I love seeing that in readings. And also when I don't see that in readings, I'm, I'm real enough to tell you what it is too. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat. I'm not going to tell you this person is your soulmate and all this crap that a lot of readers just want to throw at you just to, I don't know, make your experience with them better. I don't know. But I just really feel like it's my job to be honest and to to just, you know, keep it real with what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm attracting a lot of love stuff and I'm all for it. So keep it coming. I love that. I think we all kind of get like the universal niche. Like this is kind of what I do and I kind of like it and then I'm going to put it more out there and then I'm going to get more of it. And it's yeah. like we truly are 
we are sending out such a vibe of frequency that we all seem to attract the same kind of concepts. Like I'm super big on purpose. So like I always get the the purpose-driven people who are like, why am I here and why did I come to this planet? And this makes no sense. And I'm like, here, let me try and assist you. <laughs> um, so it's really interesting. And I think what we don't understand, even us here trying to help other people, is that on some level we're just manifesting <laughs> to like this obscenity of the type of people we're bringing in to help us. And at some level, the Palladians always call it like, you've got a soul contract with this person already. They'll just make their way to you and it will all just happen. Just, just wait, just be patient. Do you feel like everyone who comes in for a reading, it's like at some level you've already felt like, do I know, like, do I know you? Like every time I do readings, I feel like, I feel like it's so weird. I feel like I've known their face or something along those lines. And I've never asked anyone before, but thought I would ask you. That's, that's interesting. Actually, I never really thought about it like that. I have thought that, you know, there was something that made this person come to me. You know, there's a million readers out there. There's so many people that read Tower. There's so many spiritual advisors. Why did this person choose me? And I'm just trusting that there was something something about me, whether it was something that I posted, something that they liked, you know, whatever it is, they were drawn to me. And I feel like everything happens for a reason and that they were sent my way because there's something that I need to say to them that they need to hear for whatever reason. And if they don't come back to me, that's fine. If they do, great. But in that moment, whatever insight, whatever advice, whatever it is that I'm saying, that that message just had to be delivered. So I, I almost feel honored that people get a reading from me. Like I'm so humbled every time I get a reading order, you know, every time I see a notification on my phone, you have a new order. I just get this little excitement inside because yeah, like they chose me to, to provide guidance and to provide some type of insight and something that they're, they're troubled with or they're curious about. And so, yeah, I just feel super honored and just grateful that the universe sends them my way. And it was definitely for a reason if they, if they came my way. I love that so much. Yes, I understand that feeling. See, I love reading from the bottom of my heart. Like it's like one of my absolute favorite thing. And I think that's kind of the reason we do it is because like we could go for a hike on a weekend. Like, sure. Like we could go meet up with a friend for coffee, but I actually find it's like more purposeful to help someone else. Like that's how I want to spend the rest of my time. Absolutely. And not even just with, with reading tarot. It's also with the friendships that I have in my life. I seem to attract friends oftentimes that need healing and that need somebody to just listen to them. And so I've noticed, especially since reading tarot, I've noticed it even more, but a lot of people will tell me if they're another friend of mine that knows the same person, Oh, I don't know how you deal with that. I don't know how you deal with X, Y, Z's energy. And you know, that's a lot, but I don't look at it. I, I just, I love being somebody that's, that somebody can open up to and talk to and feel like somebody gives a crap because I, I do, I honestly do. So yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode. It was such a pleasure to have you and to finally meet you after about a year of following you on Instagram. I oh love connecting with you. 
I am so flattered that you even have me here. So thank you. Thank you so much. Well, that wraps up this episode. I just want to say a huge thank you for joining us here today. I hope that the rest of your week is magical and you make it highly intuitive. But before I run off, I just want to remind you that the entry for Psychic School closes soon. So I'm giving away one lucky winner free entry to Psychic School next year, valued at $999. To enter, simply head to the Becoming Intuitive's Instagram page, follow me, enter to win. You've got to be in it to win it. So have a highly intuitive week and I'll talk to you beauty soon.